Thank you for calling GRBM Insurance. How can I help you? Hi, speak to Rob, please. Sure. May I ask who's calling? Yeah, it's Joey Jingola. Okay. Hold on one moment. Thank you. You're welcome. What's going on, Joey? Rob, how you doing, sir? Pretty good. This is insurance in your own words from the people who are living and breathing it every day and are struggling to figure out where this industry is going and what they need to do to stay ahead. Hosted by me, Joey Jingola. Let's get into it. For those clients, yes. Um, We handle referrals differently because referrals tend to be a larger client. Um, But yeah, the small guys, that that is exactly it. I mean, it's it's wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, have a nice life. Welcome to part two of Can Your Sales Process Handle Better Prospects? And that was my buddy, Rob McCarthy, who was featured in part one, obviously enough, uh, talking about, you know, they deal with referrals a little bit differently because usually when a piece of business gets referred to them, it's a bit of a larger account. And... Then, you know, he goes on saying the smaller guys, again, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Have a nice life. But what I wanted to really push in, and if you haven't listened to that, you know, go back and listen to it. Pause this for a second. Can your sales process handle better prospects? Listen to that. We're going to pick right up uh, Matrix style, Lord of the Rings style, uh, Harry Potter style, I guess. I think whatever these new movies that have cliff ha- cliffhanger endings, I think, uh, what, Hunger Games, and they do that, the part one, part two, all that kind of nonsense. We're doing it this way. We're doing cliffhanger. We're picking right up where we left off on the last one. And what I wanted to get to with Rob is, you know, what is the trade-off of working those bigger accounts? What's the difference in commission dollars? It's the, the difference is making a hundred bucks or making a few thousand bucks. The larger, the larger clients pay us way the heck more. All right. Well, that sounds interesting, Rob. You've got my attention now. They pay you way the heck more. So how much more time do you have to spend landing that bigger fish? Is it like a couple hours to a couple days or what? No, you're talking like 15 minutes versus several hours. Well, now I'm even more interested, Rob. You've told me that I could work for 15 minutes and make a hundred bucks, or I could work for two or three hours and make two or $3,000. You definitely have my interest here. So, What's the deal? I guess it sounds like on the surface so far, everything's kind of adding up to where, I don't know, maybe the bigger accounts are, are justifiable in the, the kind of the time to the work to the commission ratio. No, it's still, it, it pays to write larger. It absolutely does. All right, I'm glad you're with me too, because I, I was kind of thinking the same thing, breaking down those numbers. Now, again, I'm not going to argue with the system that you have, and I actually actually really like it in him. A little jealous or envious of it that um, you know again you know that in 15 minutes you can knock that thing out of the park and hey it's a it's a hundred bucks or two in your pocket and you don't really worry about it for the rest of the year I kind of like that it's clean it's simple it's fast it's easy all right and the one thing that I kind of think that we maybe should dive a little bit deeper on is is understanding where that breakdown is right again handling you know can your sales process handle better prospects and if it's worth the trouble to, again, go find a slightly bigger pond to swim in, because obviously at the end of the day, when you start swimming, you know, in a bigger pond, you know, you still might be the same old little fish. And if you're having a harder time catching the bigger fish, then have you spent that time wasted trying to grab that big fish? 
instead of, you know, again, just eating a bunch of the little fish that you were, you know, kind of comfortable and really just tasted all that fine to you. I think that's probably right on. The other thing is, I will say, to kind of defend my lack of producing on those, is the larger accounts tend to have an agent that is more in bed with them. If you're a client that's paying one hundred dollars or $200,000 a year for insurance, your agent is pretty, I mean, there are a few that aren't, but, you know, by and large, your agent is pretty responsive because he's making, you know, $10,000 off of you. So when you call, he answers. Okay, you're right. They're probably having sleepovers, painting each other's toenails, and watching a Jennifer Gardner movie marathon every other weekend. I get it. You're probably right. That's definitely something that is happening. They're they're tight, right? Or at least that agent wants to be as tight as he possibly can with that client. And again, once you take a step up out of, you know, if we're going, if we're going to use baseball as the reference, we go from Jennifer Gardner movies to baseball. Deal with me here. If we're using baseball as the reference, if we're going from rookie ball to, you know, low A ball to, to high A ball to double A to triple A, every level that you go up, there's going to be an adjustment period. And it's whether or not you feel that you can adjust fast enough, I guess, or at all to handle the increased talent that comes along with it. And I don't want to talk Rob out of a good thing here. I'm not saying that he needs to do any of this, but he's already, if you remember from the first episode, he's already getting these people that are approaching him. And it was all about, well, what can he do to update that sales process to maybe figure out a way to, you know, adjust, you know, what he normally does to fit the people that he is now getting through his content. I, and that's why I've stuck with the content because, you know, even though I haven't bound those guys, I'd say there's probably been five or six guys that reference that particular piece of content. So I haven't written any of them, but all it takes is one of them and the, t- the whole thing was worth it. I mean, you're talking 10 grand. Done. Done indeed. And that's why updating that sales process is so ever important, right? Because now you're starting to get a type of client that you weren't, I guess, necessarily expecting. And you, I guess, maybe initially created the content looking for the type of client you were already handling. And just because that person didn't show up doesn't mean that that's a bad thing. It doesn't mean the content wasn't successful. In this case, it's actually overperforming, overachieving. And it's it's bringing you business that is out of your comfort zone from the standpoint is, is that your traditional sales process, your regular sales process is allowing those to maybe fall off. And again, like Rob said, if, if he just if he just connects on one of them, then hey, guess what? He spent, you know, maybe a day or two writing that blog post and then put ten thousand dollars into his pocket and also quite a few more opportunities on his front door. And that's the important thing. So talking it through and updating that sales process, right? So it's it's you know always taking a look at, you know, where we started and figuring out if the numbers justify making this leap, right? So, and that's why I, I went through that process with Rob in the very beginning of the show is if you got through this to this point and you were going to spend, you know, a disproportionate amount of time to, you know, incrementally increase the commission dollars, then that's probably not something that's that's worth investigating. But once that all that checks out, then it becomes well, let's, let's think about this a little bit more. All right. So these are bigger guys. That means, you know, these are accounts that aren't going to be done in 15 minutes. It's going to take me an hour or two, a couple hours once I'm really good at it. And 
how can I you know, create that customer experience? There's that, those buzzwords again that they weren't maybe expecting to receive that will allow them to expedite the process as, as much as possible while still allowing them the opportunity to make the best decision uh, you know, as far as coverage goes for their business, as allowing them to you know, get the right coverage in place and to do the right thing. These are the things that, you know, you're going to want to consider. What can you do to make that better? Now, again, I think with Rob, in Rob's case, it's just a matter of it's not 15 minutes and it's done. So it just takes a little bit more nurturing, if we will. It takes a little more follow-up and it takes a little more hand-holding probably because the deal is, is so much bigger. I, I agree with you, and it, it, it's something that I really, you know, this conversation I think has actually helped because it's a lost opportunity, and those are big-dollar accounts. Of course this conversation helps you, Rob. I mean, why wouldn't it? This is like one of the best insurance podcasts like on the interwebs, right? I mean, I don't know. I'm just kidding. But seriously, though, I mean, yeah, right? They're big-dollar accounts, and and and. It's obviously, like you said, Rob, There's it's only four or five so far, at least when we recorded this phone call. My guess is there's probably a few more since, you know, I gave you that idea. And since we, uh, you know, recorded this thing several months ago, my guess is you've probably been talking to a few more even. Um, and it's something that's new. It's something you probably haven't, you know, kind of really put your nose on just yet or until we kind of worked through the whole thing. The most impressive thing to me about this, though, is that Rob was able to disrupt the Jennifer Gardner movie marathon. He got into the slumber party, right? He said, now nah, it's my turn. You're coming over to my house. You're staying the night and we're going to do the thing, right? We're going to have fun. We're going to pop popcorn and we're going to do each other's hair. And no, it's my turn, right? He wanted to get on the slumber party action. And the fact that he was able to do that, that is the most impressive thing that I think should not be overlooked because creating that, you know, <laughs> that, that, um, that tendency, that itch, you know, to, to, to say, Oh, should I really should, you know, to, to allow somebody to let their eyes wander from that guy. That's tough to do. Right. And I think, I think content has that power. Uh, I think when you lay something out, just open openly and freely to somebody, they say, Oh, wait, wait a second. Why can't my guy do this for me? You know, why isn't, why am I not getting this kind of treatment from my guy? And that's then that's how you end up, you know, that's how you end up, you know, you know, booking motel rooms by the hour sorts of things and doing things that are a little promiscuous. This is all in the up and up in the insurance world. But my point is, is that Rob was able to do that. And you don't take that for granted. You don't take that lightly. That's a big deal. And and that is why it is so important to get that sales process updated for that new type of business that you never expected that you now all of a sudden have available to you. So it's the first step is, you know, you got to recognize that it's happening, right? You got to know that, Oh, Hey, wait a second. Yeah. These guys are a little bit out of my league, so to speak. Not really. I mean, but it's just, it's different. It's a different process than what you're used to. And then two, you know, look back and say, well, all right. So yeah, I'm getting a, a, a lot of these inquiries now, but they're not, I'm not closing the deal. What's going on to look back and say, all right, I'm not doing that. And then three, say, okay, none of that is happening. What can I do to make all of that not true anymore and to where I can actually start closing these deals and making that one piece of content ever so worth your while? And to then go home and just feel completely proud about yourself and know that you know that piece of content is continuing, continuously working for you 
uh, 24-7 around the clock, bringing you an even better client prospect than you had ever hoped that you would receive. Now it's just making sure that that process is going to be always in line and continue to involve and improve and look for ways to make that process you know, stay up to speed with that person. If not even stay up to speed, be ahead of them. If you could even be ahead of them, holy cow, now we're just talking heresy in the insurance world, being ahead of the process and not just where you need to be. Now, again, there's a fine line between being too far ahead to where you're just confusing somebody and they're, you know, they just can't handle it. But being, you know, half a step ahead of somebody is not a bad place to be because then they know that you're not, not, you know, they know that you're ahead of you, but uh, I'm struggling with my English here. They look at you and say, well, this dude kind of knows what he's doing, right? So again, very simple stuff. And this is even, again, I still think, you know, from where some of these insured tech startups are, you know, people will say, oh, you got your go-to meeting set up, automatic, you know, calendar stuff all set up, you know, so somebody books an appointment on my schedule, they get an automatic email that says, hey, join my go-to meeting at this link at this time. All that stuff happens automatically. And I'm in a virtual web meeting with them, whereas in, you know, the other guys saying, hey, Jim and Nancy, when's a great time for you guys to come on down to the office and let's shake hands and breathe the same oxygen and all do all those sorts of fun things. That's the, again, so maybe... I guess you could say that process that I've just displayed is a half a step ahead. Maybe this, you know, the, the, the insure tech platforms, or maybe it's a full step ahead, but whatever the case is, decide on where you think that process needs to be, where you want it to be. And ultimately create a sales process that can definitely handle better prospects. All right, so here's the deal. We're gonna have a little fun today. And to be honest, if anybody's watched any of the videos that I do for Grow Program or for my insurance agency, I always get asked the question of if I can actually play the guitar that is hanging on the wall behind me. And yes, I actually can. And as insulting as that is on some level that I look like a guy that can't play the guitar, I actually consider myself a bass player by trade. And I just, I'm a bass player that learned how to play the guitar. Either way, in an attempt to um, you know, finally put to rest that myth, and I guess people have always been asking to hear me play the thing. What I'm going to do for you is I'm going to open up the vault a little bit and share with you a fun little ditty that I put together for a uh, music website that, uh, and podcast that I was doing right out of college. I actually wrote some theme songs for the, the podcast that we were doing. Uh, if you enjoy this, maybe I'll continue to open the vault in previous or on future episodes I should say so but this is the theme song to the podcast that I used to do with my one of my best friends still to this day and college roommate um, we call it the back row blue book and so here you go just a little little taste of of that so everyone can stop asking me so here you go the back row blue book on sidekick media here's your host the j-man joey Jacola. Double C, Chris Cole. 